Hey there, how are you? I hope you are having an amazing day or evening, depending, of course, when you are here. Have you ever been in a situation where you are working so much, you literally can't function, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you just don't know what to do? Stay with me. That's what we're talking about today. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related, I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree. And my passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing that so others can make positive changes in their lives. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, too many hours. I totally have been there. I understand how this feels. I have been there actually multiple times. And you find yourself in those types of situations, typically, not always, when you are working on a big project or something new or something different or something innovative and or you're building something from scratch. That's, you know, some of the main reasons people find themselves working too many hours. And that big thing you're working towards is usually a lot of the fuel that you get to keep going, right? And then as is very common, you hit that wall where you're just like, I just can't, you know, I just can't do it anymore. And, you know, as we've talked about before, work-life balance is never going to be perfect, right? There's always going to be a little bit of imbalance because life is not perfectly balanced, right? (laughs) How amazing would it be if we could sleep eight hours, work eight hours, have eight free hours to ourselves, right? That's just unfortunately not reality. And there also is a point where too much is too much. So while work-life balance isn't always perfect, there definitely is a point where it's just too much. And, you know, we're not robots, right? We can't be expected to go 100 miles an hour 24-7. So there's kind of, you know, many different situations where you can be working too many hours. We're going to talk about kind of two main ones, or not situations, I should say reasons why we're working so many hours, is number one, we're putting these expectations on ourselves. So I have to do all the things all the time. (laughs) I'm someone who said that, so I can laugh because I have been there. (laughs) Or, you know, I can't walk away until I do XYZ. I've also said that. I've also been there. Or maybe it's more of a situation where, hey, I need to do XYZ because others are counting on me. You know, there's a lot of reasons why we put those expectations on ourselves. And then the second one is expectations others set on us, right? So other people maybe are working 60, 70 hours a week around you, or your boss needs you to do XYZ, or upper management thinks that you should work all the time, or maybe they're working all the time. So you feel like you should work all the time, right? So there's expectations we give ourselves and then there's expectations others give us whether or not directly or an implied expectation that they gave us, right? Because if someone's working 60, 70 hours a week and you say, oh, well now I feel like I should also do that. That is because of them, but you also put that on yourself. Does that make sense? Hopefully. All right. So let's talk about the expectations we set on ourselves. Number one, set boundaries. There needs to be some sort of boundaries put in place if you consistently are finding yourself working too many hours. Maybe that is boundaries you set by yourself. Maybe that's boundaries you set with your family. Maybe that's boundaries you set with your friends. Maybe it's a mix of those things. Number two, 
utilize timers. So one of the things I like to do is if I feel like I have a ton of work to do, but not enough time to do it, I will get super, super focused. So I will close email. I will close down internet tabs. I will do one thing for 45 to 50 minutes. And then I give myself 10 to 15 minutes of a break to go do something else. So oftentimes I do this at work. I also sometimes do it on personal projects. So when I go to do podcast editing, editing a podcast is is for me and my personality, not my favorite part of podcasting. (laughs) Uh, It's very time consuming and very tedious. So it takes roughly two to three times the amount of an episode to edit. And oftentimes the episodes, let's say I record for 20 minutes, that may end up being only 15 minutes that gets published. So it takes me maybe an hour to edit a 20 minute episode, sometimes a little bit longer. So what I will do is I'll say, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to focus on doing nothing but editing for 45 minutes. Then I'm going to get up. I'm going to maybe do the dishes or do laundry or do something else on my to-do list because I have so much work to do, right? Or so many tasks to do. And then I'm going to come back and focus back on editing until it's done. Um, and oftentimes I don't usually record one episode at a time. I usually record four or five, um, which you guys probably have been able to tell if I have like a cold or something. <laughs> like, why does this chick sound sick for two months? I don't understand. But even at work, right? It's like, okay, I have like a bajillion emails to catch up on. Okay, I'm going to do emails for 50 minutes and then I'm going to get 10 minute break. And that's like a personal break, right? That's not like doing something else at work. It's not doing another 10 minutes of emails. That's getting up, getting water, getting coffee, using the restroom, right? Like doing something away from the desk. So then when I come back, to do a different task. It's like, okay, I got 15 minutes emails done, but now I really need to start sourcing for candidates. So I'm going to dive into LinkedIn for 50 minutes, right? And then I'm going to do something else for 10 minutes. Maybe I'm not a person who needs a break every hour. So I will sometimes do, okay, those last 10 minutes, I'll do 10 more minutes email. Then I'll do 50 more minutes of sourcing. And then maybe I will get up and walk around and take another personal 10 minute break, right? So it's really just using timers to figure out how are you going to be the most productive for your personality in the way that you work best. Number three, set a schedule and stick to it 80 to 90% of the time, right? I don't want to be like, always stick to your schedule, no exceptions. Like that's not the world we live in. We live in this ever-changing, chaotic, you know, evolving world in which, yeah, it's great to have a schedule, but there's also going to be times where you just throw the schedule out the window and like it is what it is. But keeping a schedule will help you keep on task, stay focused. And if you say, I'm leaving work at six o'clock every single day so I can go home and have dinner with my family, or I can go home and have dinner with my significant other, or I can go home and have dinner with my dog... (laughs) Yeah, me. Uh, No, I work at home. You guys know that. But like when I did work in corporate America, right? It's like I need to leave by X time every single day because I do have to go home and let the dog out. Like I joke about eating with the dog, but like, yeah, you have to go take care of your pets, right? And there were times, of course, there's, you know, here and there where you end up staying, you know, later than you thought. However, most of the time I could leave at that designated time because I had a schedule and I blocked my calendar big, big hint, hint, hint. I blocked my calendar so I could leave at that time. And then if something was major, major important, I'd go home, let the dog out, you know, do a couple things for me for a half hour. And then I would hop back online for a quick 15, 20 minutes, put out the fire and then move on with my evening, right? Don't make that a habit either, like logging back into work after you've gotten home or after you've been home. However, again, 80 to 90% of the time, your schedule's gonna work great. That 10 to 20%, do what you gotta do, but then get back to your routine. 
All right, number four, dig down deep and establish or determine why you feel the need to put pressure on yourself. And this is one of those things where, you know, when I say dig down deep, it's like, okay, Steph, why do you feel like you need to work 60, 70 hours a week? Okay, because I want to be really good at my job and there's a lot of work to do and I want to be a top performer. Okay, great. Why is that important to you? Well, I want to do good at my job and be a top performer so I can be recognized and put on cool projects. Okay, okay, why is that important to you? Because I want to make a difference. Okay, why is that important to you, right? So like literally when I say dig deep, ask yourself why, get to that answer, ask yourself why again, get to that answer and keep going until you've had one or many aha moments that can help you understand why you're operating the way that you are, right? And this is good for everything, by the way. (laughs) Fights with family, fights with friends, fights with coworkers, not just fights, but like (laughs) I use that same methodology if I have an argument with, you know, someone in my family and they say something that hurt my feelings, it'd be like, you know, surface level isn't that bad that they said, right? But why does that hurt so much to you, right? Why? Okay, get to the answer. Why? why, why, why? And you trace it all the way back and you get to a a point where you're like, oh shit, okay. You know, that's coming from that one really traumatic thing that happened to me 15 years ago really doesn't have anything to do with this situation. And now I know I need to work on that thing. Or if we're working too much, maybe as you work it backwards, it might be, you know, I want to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist. I need everything to be, you know, 100% all the time, right? So maybe that's something you may realize, hey, I, I probably should work on that because nothing is perfect. I mean, if the world has taught us nothing, (laughs) literally nothing is perfect except maybe nature and snowflakes. All right. Number five, schedule time away. Random weeknights, breaks, vacation. I don't necessarily mean I need you to schedule a two-week vacation to Fiji. If you do, like definitely feel free to invite me. But literally, if it's just like, okay, Tuesday next week, I'm going to go home. I'm going to change into my going out outfit. I'm going to go have me a nice dinner and some fancy drinks. And I'm going to go home and go to bed. So just literally schedule time away from wherever it is that you work. So when I do that, I work at home. So I literally just get out of the house. And that might look very different for you, but it doesn't have to be this huge fancy vacation. It could be a Tuesday, you know, like it doesn't have to be a big thing. However, taking that time and maybe on that Tuesday, you're like, I don't need a nice dinner and fancy drinks. Like I can make all that on my own, right? Because I, you guys probably know this. I'm not a very good cook. I can grill. Thank you very much, but I'm not a very good cook. Maybe your thing is on Tuesday, you're going to go get, you know, a 90 minute massage or, you know, whatever it is that you are looking to have time away for yourself. And obviously like after the Rona passes and you can go to the salon and safe and all that good stuff, right? Number six, make a self-care list. Legit, write it down, pen to paper, not pencil, pen to paper so it doesn't just get erased and literally cross it off. So that could be your Tuesday, right? Maybe one of the things you want to do is get a massage. And then another thing you want to do is get your hair done. And another thing you really want to do is maybe do yoga, like an in-person yoga class, or maybe it's a Reiki or whatever that is for you, right? Maybe self-care is I'm going to go spend two hours in the evening just riding on the motorcycle. Like, Steph, is this really your self-care list? Yeah, um, it kind of is. (laughs) 
Maybe your self-care list is like, okay, I'm going to sit in the bathtub for an hour and a half and I'm literally locking myself in and no one's allowed to talk to me because this is my version of being away, right? So whatever it is, make a list of all the things that you want to do for you. And if you're like, oh, self-care, you don't like that word, fine. Whatever you want to do for you and literally schedule it and cross it off. Number seven, make a local wish list. So this I actually started doing. So I've moved quite a bit in each area I move to. There's always a list of things. It's like you see something like, oh, I want to go there. Oh, I want to go there as you're just driving around or looking online or whatever. And I would never remember... course, the places I wanted to go. So I literally started making lists every time I went to a new city. And when I had uh, time or when I was scheduling things for the week, like, okay, I'm going to go try this restaurant. I'm going to go try uh, that yoga center. I'm going to go try that one activity. So like one of the things I want to try, and I'm really scared to try from being totally honest and vulnerable about it, is yoga on the paddleboard. I've never been on a paddleboard and I'm like decent at yoga. <laughs> but I really want to try it. However, the highs is like right now where I live, um, it's like 73. And so I'm like, that water is effing gold. <laughs> so once I was getting like the 80s, then I'll probably try it, but it's on my list. It's a local wish list. Probably like, Steph, why does my self-care list matter? Why does a local wish list matter? Here's the thing. Oftentimes, if people don't have a lot of things to do, hobbies, obligations, whatever it might be outside of work, it's harder to walk away from work because you're like, okay, I'm going to stop working at six o'clock and then what? Just go watch Netflix for three hours. I'd rather be productive at work. However, Netflix for three hours might be the break your brain needs to go at work 100 miles an hour tomorrow morning, right? So making things to do that you enjoy will help you be like, oh no, I, I can't. I have to leave today because today is yoga pedal boarding. That's probably not what it's called. <laughs> All right, number eight, research and understand achievement versus perfection versus compulsion versus obsession. There's a big difference between doing well and achieving your goals and turning that into something that may not be as healthy. So if you feel like work has become some sort of level of professionalism or sorry, perfectionism or obsession or compulsion, research that and understand the difference. And if you need to, you know, talk to someone else about that, definitely please do. And I only bring this up because again, I've struggled with this in the past. So understanding where each one comes into play was really helpful for me. And number nine, establish your why. Why do you do what it is you do? Number 10, accept and embrace and encourage your failures. So you want to get to a point where you are learning so much and you're trying new things and you're doing things differently that you're failing a lot. I fail all the time, like all the time. But it's like you try something new, you fail at it, you try something new again, and you get better, right? So you want to be in that spot where you are uh, trying new things. And even if it's something simple, like changing up your schedule, figuring out what works, what doesn't, figuring out your time blocks, figuring out your, you know, how you want to work best, All right, Going back to the timer example I gave earlier. So you can just be trying all these different things to help optimize your productivity. And you're learning about how you're working at your best. And you're probably going to fail at it for a few days, maybe a couple weeks, big deal. And then you're going to figure out your sweet spot and it's going to be like, hell yeah, game on, you know? Number 11, prioritize all the things, not just the work things, but the home things, personal life, 
work life, all the things, prioritize everything. When you make a prioritization list of all the things, it becomes super clear very, very quickly what's most important to you. And work may be in the top five, but for most of us, it's probably not in the number one spot. For most of us, number one spot is probably going to be family, friends, kids. I know kids can be under family, but more often than not, number one spot is going to be the people who are most important to us in our lives. So if we're working a schedule that tells those people work is our number one priority, that might be conflicting with that list of priorities that you made. Number 12, exercise and movement. I know I've talked about it in the past. Very, very important. Keep your body moving. You know, I definitely am not the type of person who I'm going to go run three miles a day. No. I'm only running if someone's chasing me. but I'll go for a walk. I will do yoga. I have a little rowing machine in the room I would do yoga in. So I'll do that. You know, just simple movements, nothing to like beat my body up, but it's still important to keep moving. Number 13, meditation, you know, spiritual or religious practice. Not for everyone. However, I found even just like a quick five minute meditation in the middle of the day, if I'm having a really stressful day, can really help me refocus and get back on track. All right, now let's talk about the expectations others put on us. Number one, try to figure out if they put expectations on themselves that you are picking up. So are they giving themselves particular expectations and you're looking at that saying, I also have to do that? Or are they truly putting those expectations on you? Number two, set boundaries and communicate them. That's really big, especially if other people are putting expectations on you. Number three, talk to your leader. Be honest, be transparent about it. And just let, you can even let them know like, hey, I am so stoked about this project we're working on. I think we're doing amazing things. The work is great. However, maybe the last... Maybe not even however, say the work is great and the last five or six weeks I've been working roughly 60, 70 hours. I'm getting to a point where I feel burnout coming on. What suggestions do you have for me or, you know, how can we tweak this? Even if it's temporarily just so you can breathe a bit, right? And recharge. Uh, Number four, can you add resources to the team? Do you have the opportunity for additional headcount? Could you possibly get a contracting resource, right? So a temporary person to come in and help out. Number five, balance with, you know, exercise, movement, eating, having fun, self-care, balance all the craziness of work with all of those other things, right? You need to have other things besides just work. Uh, Number six, talk to HR or even senior leadership. If your leader truly can't help, maybe they don't want to, maybe they don't know how, maybe they're not sure of, you know, how to change the schedule or, you know, what have you. It could be worth the time and sitting and discussing with HR or senior leadership as well, depending on the relationships you may or may not have with senior leadership. I think HR, um, your HR team should always have open door policy. They should be very welcoming, like come in and talk to me anytime about whatever. Senior leadership, I only say this just from personal experience with past companies, they may or may not have that same mindset. So that's why I say depending on that relationship, most of the senior leaders I've worked for are very, very welcoming. I think earlier in my career more so, and that could just be time, right? Over time, leaders have evolved into being better leaders. Who knows? Number seven, evaluate if you're in the right place. Uh, You can do all those things we've talked about so far in this episode and realize this just isn't right for me, right? This team, this company, this leader, this job, this type of work, whatever it might be. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Number eight, put yourself first. Always. You come before your job. 
Always. Let's now go over really briefly signs that you're working too much. Number one, you're skipping meals or you're eating really, like really, really bad meals. I'll leave that up to you to decide what that is for you. Two, you have no time with your friends. Number three, not enough time with your partner and your family. Number four, your pets are being neglected. Number five, you're missing key events. Maybe that's kids sports, important birthdays, date nights, whatever it might be. Number six, your brain just feels fuzzy all the time. You feel drained and exhausted. Number eight, you're surviving on coffee and or energy drinks. You're skipping your exercise. Number 10, you're not doing the fun things that you were passionate about. Number 11, you're feeling depressed or doubtful of your abilities. Number 12, you feel completely overwhelmed. Number 13, you're feeling like you're failing at everything. Now, that's not an inclusive list of everything. However, if you're experiencing several of those things, several meaning more than one, (laughs) you probably need to look at, hey, am I working too much? Is the balance I have right now, is it something that's good for me? Is it something that's healthy for me? Is it something that I should be doing, et cetera, et cetera. And you may do all of the evaluations and be like, yep, this is something I need to be doing right now. And I just need to push through because this six month crazy, crazy work schedule I have is going to lead to mind blowing, amazing things. Cool. At least then you know, and there's light at the end of the tunnel. However, there are also jobs out there where there is no light. There is no timeline. It's just go, go, go. hundred miles an hour, 70 hours a week, no stop, right? So do the evaluation. And if you're looking for tips on finding better work-life balance, check out the episode literally titled Tips for Finding Better Work-Life Balance on June 27th, 2019. So 6, 27, 2019. All right. So I'll leave you with this. Burnout isn't fun. It isn't easy and feeling exhausted doesn't help you at all. I'm sure we've all been there, right? Where it's like, you're so tired by the time you're done working. Like you barely remember like driving home and making yourself dinner before you just pass out in bed, right? You have that like fuzzy brain feeling, which is like really hard to work through during the day. So you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because here's the thing, you deserve it. You deserve to be taken care of, whether it's by you, your family, whoever it might be, all the above, but you deserve to be taken care of. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. All right. I hope you found that episode helpful and valuable. If you have questions you want me to answer on the podcast or a podcast episode topic, uh, go to the notes below, fill out the Google survey. You can enter them there. Uh, As always, thank you so very much for being here, listening to the show. I appreciate you so, so, so much. You can find more information in the show notes over at stephdennis13.com. And if you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to kertalk.com for more information there. And And if you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to the uh, online store, which the link is below in the notes. Uh, And you can also make a donation via PayPal or Anchor as well. You can also support the show by leaving a rating and or review on whatever podcast app you are currently using that helps other people find us. If you want to reach out to me on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, StuffDennis13, and then the podcast has its own Instagram at CareerTalkPodcast as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so awesome, so amazing. I hope you have a beautiful, lovely rest of your day.